Hello, Team Builder, and thank you so much for joining us today on Ask Michelle and Chris. We're here to answer your questions about team building so we can learn and grow together. I'm your host, Michelle Cummings of Training Wheels, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Cavert of Fun Doing and On Team Building. Let's go find out what we can answer for you today. Hello, everyone. We are here again at Training Wheels headquarters in Colorado, wonderful state. Michelle, how is it going today? How it's are you? It's going pretty good. Yeah, yeah. you've been busy. It you've has. Busy. It's been very busy. I've, you know, the Zoom meeting fatigue is real, but it's also summer, so I'm able to get outside, get some good vitamin D, and uh, do a little playing outside as well. So nice. I'm doing. I, th- I feel like I've got a good mix right now. I'm doing yeah. all right. Yeah, me too. I've been getting outside the walking dogs. Oh. That's a whole nother story. Been helping my uh, family member with her dog walking business nice. because she is taking a vacation. So I've been having kind of getting up early, getting out in the cool air, um, walking late at night when then the sun goes down so it's cooler. But yeah, that's always, you know, I'm adding to the diversity of, <laughs> di- diversi- diversifying my Add portfolio. Add that to your resume. Nice. You know, if, I'm, if I'm stuck, I can, <laughs> I can go do that. All right. Well, today we're talking about uh, f- physically distancing. Okay. I know you and I, a while, but it's, how long has it been? Probably at least three weeks now mm-hmm. since we did the little gathering of local facilitators. Yes. We wanted to practice a little physical distancing team building. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to just kind of get that sense and get that feel for it. So we have some uh, lessons learned and right. then some activity ideas. So the question, the, the focus question is what ideas and strategies do you have for in-person team building while physically distancing? Okay. So that's our topic. We're going to start out, let's start out with you about, um, we had it here at Training Wheels headquarters. So mm-hmm. share some of that setup, how you kind of got going. What do you think about, um, while indoors and outdoors. So let's start with some of those strategies to get prepared. Yeah. So originally we were like, oh, it's outside. So like, let's take everything. I, my, the training wheels headquarters, my back fence and a middle school back fence are the same fence. So I have this wonderful grassy area, basketball, tennis courts right behind our area. And so, so we thought that's where we do all our filming. It'd be easy to stay physical distance, six feet apart from one another. And then Mother Nature had other plans for us. So we quickly had to move inside. We had some crazy thunderstorms blow through right when we needed, right when we told everybody to arrive, of course. And so then all of a sudden, and we had kind of had our backup plan, as most good facilitators do, right? We have our backup plan. My garage is is a three-car garage, so it's a little bit wider space here at the headquarters. And so, so we had you know, enough space. We had eight people come. So we, you know, and we basically used tape on the floor as well as tarps and just spot markers for everybody to stand. So we would be able to maintain that six feet apart or try to maintain, try to maintain maintain, that 1.8 meters, two meters apart as well. And we had, you know, stations for participants upon arrival with Clorox wipes and hand sanitizer and extra masks if somebody forgot them and individual stacks of of materials so that way people wouldn't be touching any other stuff. A lot of thought and prep went into it ahead of time so that we could at least have all of the protocols set into place. Yeah. 
And then the people arrived. Right, right. Well, and, and a little more about the setup. What I liked about your thinking was preparing the indoor space. We kind of knew ahead of time we were probably going to be in because the weather was coming in. However, if you are at a, at a facility where you're planning to be outside, what if weather comes in? Mm-hmm. Your indoor space has to be ready. You have to have a place ready for that physical distancing kind of experience if you get stuck inside. So you had flip chart papers all over the inside of your garage so that the markers that we talked about, they were the the just uh, poster markers. Mm -hmm. So we cleaned those up. I had my gloves on, cleaning them up. We're taking the index cards out, making a little... So we had a pack of index cards and a marker for each person to be able to share thoughts, to take their marker and write on flip chart paper questions, or if we had a processing question, you'll you'll talk about some great processing ideas you Mm -hmm. had and icebreaker ideas where then you can share... Um, out like museum, like those museum walk styles where there's different flip chart papers with questions on them and we're responding and we're communicating and engaging in different ways. Everybody had their own little pack. Right. And everybody things. had a different color marker also. So we could identify who, who was writing down that question on the question board or something like that based on the color marker they have. And then we just asked them, stick that marker in your back pocket. And that way that's yours for the day. And then at the end we had a, you know, a disinfecting station at the end where people could disinfect before they put it back into yeah. the big thing. So. Sanit, sanit, uh, a little wipe. Mm-hmm. And then they just, they wiped it off and then put it in the basket. Yep. You know? And then also other prep work that I did going into this was I laminated everything. If there were any props that I used that I wanted, that I knew other participants would be handling, I laminated it so it would be easy to disinfect it after the fact. So, or use things that were plastic or things that would withstand the cleaning process afterwards. Right. With the numbered spots, that was a great idea with mm-hmm. the numbered spots. They are plastic uh, material, flexible, where you even had them just drop them into a little bleach bucket. Right. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, you know, they're... We can move them around with our feet. If a facilitator had rubber gloves on, they could pick them up if they needed to and readjust them and set them up whatever activities that they're doing. But then we just drop them right into a bleach bucket and take yep. them out. And they also care. make those spray bottles where you mm-hmm. could just spray things down. You know, so I mean, of course, you're going to adhere to whatever guidelines are current in your area. But you know, these are all the things that we were trying to do just to prepare the space for the program itself. And it, it it's a lot. It really is. It I mean, already as facilitators, I think we go into great thought and detail around preparing the event, sequencing out the activities we're going to use. And then this just adds another layer of prep. And it, so it's, it's a lot of work. And it, that's just kind of the era that we're in. Um, another thing that, you know, an idea that I gave out uh, is also to have like individual buckets for each person that has their stuff in it for the day. And then that bucket can also become their chair and things like that. And then if you were going to do activities that required props, you just have everything in that one bucket that they're going to need for the entire day. And then they carry it around. And then at the end, then you disinfect everything in that one bucket at the very end. So, so there's lots of ideas of ways to do it. But we also we've had some challenges. Yeah. Then. What did we what did we discover? <laughs> we we had we laughed a lot. That we was did. a good thing. And we were all masked. We all had masks on. We did. Um, I think the one exception, we had chairs in a circle that were six feet apart. And I think some people decided to take masks off while they were sitting. 
But whenever we were up moving around, we had our masks on. But so how about some of the lessons that we learned? Lessons learned. Now, again, we were in a tighter space than what we really wanted to be, but you know, that, that stuff happens. So, so, but what we found is that humans are naturally drawn into other humans and we were facilitators and we were like, in theory, we're the ones that are enforcing the rules. But then when we fell into the participant role, man, was it hard not to get within six feet of another human. It really is. I mean, I think it's just because we're just physically and socially connected beings at our core. And so then when you tell people, all right, let's do this, but let's stay six feet apart. You're going to break the six foot barrier. You just are. It's, it's a reality. So massive course help with that. But so one thing that we did that uh, was an idea from one of the participants that had participated in, I think, in another workshop. In a, even, training. In a yeah, training. In a training. Mm-hmm. But they came up with a code word. Whenever they saw people within six feet of another person, they would just say, bubble. And the bubble, of course, meaning you're in my bubble. And that actually worked. Like as soon as people would say the code word, it was almost like they instantly scatter, you know, and it, and it worked. But the reality of what our experience was is that is it possible? <laughs> well, and, and we talked about it when we debriefed because these were this was a group. If we I'm not sure if we mentioned this, this is a group of facilitators from the area. Mm-hmm. They all are going to go out and do team building, physically distancing. So they all wanted to learn. And what we talked about is creating a norm, just like we do if we're not physically distancing. We're we're creating norms that will help us to be successful. And one of the things we're in right now is physically distancing. There are policies, there's procedures, there's you have to do this or we're going to get in trouble sort of mentality. So setting up the norm of using bubble, setting up the norm of when we're out together, we're going to have game spots and you're going to going to be on a game spot and that will help to remind us to keep six feet apart. We're going to, we're going to do activities that will be using game spots that it will be a little bit maybe more uh, regimented where, you know, one person's going to move at a time. So you're creating norms in this situation that will help to facilitate that six foot distancing. Yeah. And then being what our friend said was the facilitator or the trainer of that pro of that, that train, it was a level two training. That person took on the responsibility of reminding because that person's ultimately responsible. So you as the team builder facilitator, is it going to be now your role and responsibility to remind people of the norms of six feet apart? Mm-hmm. And and when we're communicating with each other, we're doing it safely. If we're tossing, if we're having an object in play, was it taken care of? Was it clean? Was it sanitized? Was it washed before you use it? Did we use hand sanitizer? It's almost so like you have it, a safety monitor. Yeah, you've got norms. Mm-hmm. And then how are you going to do that? How are you going to work this together? Uh, one of the activities we did was word circle puzzles. And my thinking was to give out words to people for the size of a puzzle. So we had eight people. I think it was a 12 word puzzle. Mm-hmm. Since they had index cards and markers, as I gave them a word, they, they figured, Hey, let's write this down. I didn't tell them write it down, but they had resources. So now it's resource management. They wrote down the words they were assigned. And then eventually when they came together, they started, we started getting closer than six feet, mm-hmm. moving our, you know, looking at our words. And somebody said, let's put them on the ground. And then they started moving them with their feet. Right. 
So then they created a norm that would, we didn't do as well. I think this was kind of before we set the bubble rule. Yeah, I think it was too. Because after that, after the word circle puzzles experience, we sat down and said, well, you know, we didn't yeah. follow the we six We didn't foot. touch one another, but we were within yeah. six feet of one another during so that game. Yeah. It's speaking up. It's saying, you know, this is part of our group agreement. We, we need to follow this. We need to take care of each other. But they were able to manipulate equipment using their feet, which we do now know that particles that we breathe out <laughs> go to the ground and end up on our shoes. Mm-hmm. So yes, like when I picked up, when we picked up the cards, it was a gloved person picking up the cards, throwing them in the trash, um, recycling them if you can. So there are ways to look at team building activities, but I think the thing we need to be very focused on is setting up those norms related to the physical distance. Right. And then also, you could also think about activities where we wouldn't have to either use props at all. Or let's say even if like an icebreaker activity that we did was around, um, you know, I have a product at Training Wheels called the Icebreaker Wheelies, which they're different icebreaker questions written on individual cards. And then normally how I would do it is I would hand everybody one card and then have them go find a partner. They would read each other their questions. They would trade cards and go find a new partner. Well, in today's day and age, we don't do that now. We would want them to trade the cards. So instead you just give everyone five cards and then, you know, if you don't want to laminate or, you know, whatever, then just let them go home with those five cards. And then it kind of anchors them back to the experience that they had in your program. And then I could have a conversation with somebody six feet away from one another, especially if you've got, you know, squares, you know, masked out, you know, with masking tape on the ground, or if you have everyone standing on tarps and they're just moving from tarp to tarp. Um, I could have a conversation with someone six feet apart, but I don't have to trade my card. So yeah, that's another yeah. example. Yeah. To share that experience about your icebreaker setup. How yeah, did you do one that? idea I got to think about is like, well, what are participants bringing with them that maybe we could utilize as an asset for us? And I thought, well, everyone's probably bringing a phone. Maybe we could use something like that. So I did a little research on a couple of fun apps that maybe I could download to my phone. One of them was a dice app. And so I knew all the names of all the participants coming to the programs. I just put their names on these custom die and then you shake it. And then, you know, a six-sided die, I had um, numbers one through six icebreaker questions just written up on a poster board paper. And then I, I shook my phone and I showed it out to the group they could see. And I like, you know, and it was Chris, you know, you're going to answer question number four because your your the name dice came up with a number die. So it was your, your name plus the number four. And then you would look up and question number four was tell us your best scar story that you have, you know, or something like that. And then we also shared you could do the same thing with debriefing. If you had debriefing questions pre-selected in the what, so what, now what sequencing of processing, you could do the same thing with the dice. That was one way that I could, and my, as the facilitator, I didn't trade my phone with anybody, but I still had that app. And then we did try one other activity where participants, you know, using a playing card app, we had everyone download this playing card app. And then you put, you know, cause in the playing with the full deck book, there's several playing card activities that you could use where people take a playing card and they put it to their forehead. And we tried playing that, but what we found with that, this is a teachable moment time. People's phones then of course, after they time out, after a minute or two minutes, however long your screen is live for before it automatically goes down. And then we actually had a couple other participants like, oh, your phone went down and went and tapped somebody else's phone to get it to come back to life. And they were like, oh, I just, you just, 
you just touch their phone, right? And right, so, right. so those were some of those. Were like, okay, well, maybe we just give everybody their own deck of playing cards, or ask them to bring their own deck of yeah. playing cards, or something like that. Yeah, and playing cards at a, at a dollar store, right? Where you can get two packs for a dollar with gloves on. You spread them out on a table, and everybody one at a time, you know, six feet apart, grab a card, and you can place some of the card games, and then recycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are ways you can use phones if people are bringing their phones. Uh, some people don't like to download apps, so the idea would be, you know, how do you, maybe one person in a, in a small group that's distancing can use a phone for right. whatever that they're doing. There are some traditional activities that we've been doing for a really long time that we can do. For example, thinking about the invisible maze. If those of you have made a tarp or use spots in a grid where there's a hidden maze the facilitator has... And then the people have to walk one at a time on the maze to try to find the path. Mm -hmm. That's a good way we can keep physically distanced. The idea of setting up spots around the maze. And if you're not walking the maze, you're on a spot. Mm -hmm. The way that I play that activity is everybody gets to talk. Some people don't like to, it's all in silence. Uh, For me, talking adds the interesting layer of Who's talking? Who's giving directions? Whose directions are we following? Is it their fault when I make a mistake because they told me to go here? So to me, talking brings up another dynamic that if you take it away, it's a different dynamic. Having everybody circle around the tarp, watching that everybody takes a turn, it's a good way to stay physically apart from each other. Mm -hmm. Do you have another one to wrap us up? I think we got time for one more activity that you could share? Yeah, another one that we talked about was a key punch. That's another oldie but goodie. The idea was to put all your numbers in the center and then have you know your spot markers or your tarps for everyone to stand on. And everybody comes in one at a time to touch their number in the sequential order. And then somebody sent me the idea of, well, if you had some numbers even on the other side of where the tarps were, not in the middle, but almost like if you if you think about a bullseye, you've got numbers in the middle, one ring out where people stand, and then you've got another ring out where maybe you nice. put some of the numbers out there. So nice. now you have people going in and out. And I thought that was a fantastic idea yeah. to where yeah. that one, I think, is one you really could keep social distanced yeah. uh, or physical distance with people and, uh, and, and then still kind of do the same activity that sure. we've known and loved for a long time. Yeah, cool. It's a matter of just thinking how you create the norms around activities that keep you safer Mm -hmm. and then following through on those norms. Someone, there's got to be a role and responsibility of who's keeping us on track. Yep. I'm going to say it's not easy, you know, because even as facilitators, we knew what the kind of the rules were and the whole reason why we were there. And we still probably, not probably, we violated the rule of getting within six feet of one another. So think it, it will be challenging. Is it possible? I think it is. But again, you're going to have to have extra norms put into place and and just maybe even at the very beginning in the pre-brief. Like today, you know, we've always talked about keeping each other emotionally safe and physically safe. And now we just have a whole nother, another level of keeping one another physically safe. And it's going to take a little bit more time. I think that's another thing to consider is the length of time it will take for this for a physical distance programming will take a lot longer per activity to do than what we're used to. So that's another thing to keep in mind when you're sequencing out your day. Thanks so much for listening. If you have additional answers or comments about this question, please send them our way. And if you have a question you'd like us to tackle, we would love to hear it. 
You can find the submission link and anything we discussed in today's episode in the show notes. Find the show notes and past episodes at onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. That's onteambuilding.com forward slash ask podcast. You can find me and sign up for my newsletter at training-wheels.com. You can sign up for my Fun Doing Fridays activity email and find me at onteambuilding.com. We hope you join us next week for Ask Michelle and Chris about team building.